0: All right. Welcome back, you guys, to another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club. We have Adam Gower with us today. Adam has 30-plus years of experience in real estate, so we got a real master on our hands. He does uh, commercial real estate, looking at distressed properties, um, and he also focuses on building crowdfunding platforms for commercial sponsors. Uh, So anybody out there who wants to raise capital and you want to learn a quick and efficient way to do it, um adam is the man to go to so adam thank you very much for hopping on the show Uh, thank
1: you very much for having me it's nice to be
0: here and i will not show you anything
1: quick and efficient (laughs) what i will show you is some hard work that will make your time significantly more productive there are no quick fixes in real estate just yeah that's
0: (laughs) that's absolutely true i guess i shouldn't use the word quick but efficient is what we're going for because we don't want to waste our time all right Adam I told you before we got on here we like starting with stories so take us to the cool. beginning of your story how would you get started in real estate
1: Okay so I will make this brief uh I actually started pulling wires for an attorney for an attorney for a, an uh, an electrician okay. in uh, in the early 1980s uh, okay. and quickly uh, migrated to raising capital for ground up multifamily deals uh again in southern California I ended up in, uh, uh, and then the uh, savings and loan crisis hit the early 1990s. 2008. Yeah. Oh, and uh, savings and loan was the early 1990s. Okay, okay. I actually lost all my capital, everything I thought I'd earned Oof. during that time, and ended up uh, running a division of Universal Studios in Asia Pacific. I was president of the division, and I did all of that commercial real estate. Development across Asia Pacific. That's fine. I then came back and uh, in the early 2000s, built up my own portfolio, sold out in 2007, right before the uh, financial (laughs) crisis, and was hired by a bank, a major bank, uh, to uh, go in and help them with their uh, real estate collateralized non-performing loan portfolio. So I worked on... uh, uh, actually in the course of a year, over a billion dollars of notes, uh, and that helped them with divestments and workouts, and then ended up at Colony Capital, who had bought over $7 billion of non-performing loans collateralized by real estate together in partnership with the FDIC. And my job over there was to package some of the re-performing loans and sell them both to investors and to banks. And then once that run had finished... Uh, I started doing some seed and angel investment. And that's when I discovered the language of digital marketing. So that's about 10 years ago. And when yeah. the Jobs Act passed, allowing sponsors to raise capital online, I realized this is game-changing. Because, like, I've raised over a half billion myself, uh, and it's all been in person for the most part. Yeah. Uh, and so I realized that that process, the in-person process, gave is extremely inefficient. Mm. Uh, it's just time consuming. You, It's repetitive. Uh, you never know where you're going to get. It's just really hard work. Yeah. So by bringing the efficiencies of digital marketing to your capital formation processes, uh, is, uh, frankly, these days, the only option you, you yeah. have to do it because there are so many, it's still blue ocean opportunity, but there are a lot of people doing it. A lot of them are our clients. Uh, and they are the ones that are raising the capital. So that's what we do. We build today. We build um, tailor, tailor-made tailor or bespoke crowdfunding platforms for sponsors so they can attract, nurture, and convert prospects into investing with them. That's what we do.
0: Very cool, man. I mean, it sounds like you have a huge breadth of experience. How'd you go, uh, just out of curiosity, how'd you go from an electrician to a capital raiser? Uh, because
1: uh, pulling wires was interesting, and and I worked actually it was an ele- it was an electrician, but also a general contractor. So I mm. saw really all aspects of what it takes to build from the ground up. By, because I worked on job sites, and that's what yeah. I did. Um, but I actually prefer working in an office <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh so I started it's a long story but I started calling around um I actually started contacting venture capitalists because I'm very good mm-hmm. at capital at uh, raising capital uh and this was you know gosh when was this I don't know early 1980s it was a really long time ago and one of the people that I met was a uh uh Japanese uh boutique investment bank or investment house and they were interested in real estate and so uh, i introduced them to somebody that i knew and ended up raising money for for that sponsor primarily from japanese investors in the 80s
0: interesting i'm sure you have a lot of good stories going back then but uh we're going to shift shift this, the conversation a little bit to more just crowdfunding um sure. it is one of the you know Once somebody gets started in investing and they start to build their portfolio, they quickly run into the realization that you need a lot of capital to get bigger deals done. And that's where you really want to be. You don't want to do small deals because it takes the same amount of effort for the big deals and it does the small ones. So Mm -hmm. Um, and then to do that, you need capital. And so it's a very important step in the investment process. uh, But a lot of people get stuck on it. And so take us to what you got, what your guys' philosophy is on raising capital um, and what people need to have in place in order to get, you know, have an efficient system that brings them capital for their deals.
1: Sure. So th- I would say, look, I'm, I'm responding to your question spontaneously. So the very yeah. top of mind, you said, what do people need to have when they're raising capital online? I will tell you this, you need to have authenticity. Yeah, That's the number one most important aspect. You cannot fake it. If you fake it, you will run into trouble. Yeah. So, um, at at a high level, uh, you need to have a, a robust lead generating, uh, highly educational website. That's your kind of. That's your home base for any kind of capital formation, uh, and uh, uh, Gabe, do you mind? I, I I don't want to like speak up to him, but. I wrote a book. Do you mind if I mention it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. So there's a one of one of my books actually is called Syndicate. I'm actually going to flash it up on the screen here. Okay. Uh, so, um, and so we build websites. We've been doing this for a long time. Our, our clients have raised hundreds of millions of dollars using our systems and we build a lot of their websites. We analyze best of class websites uh, and we test extensively uh, websites for capital formation effectiveness. Mm-hmm. And so in my book Syndicate, which you can actually is the link at the bottom of the homepage at uh to the book, what I've done is I've actually broken it down into the, and I'll tell you what they are, uh kind of very high level now, but into the key components of what a uh, p- an effective capital formation, capital raising website needs to have. Mm. Number one, it needs to have a very good catchphrase. Uh, it's called the big idea. You got to have a a, a a a solid catchphrase. Like, the, give me the, an
0: example, real quick. Huh? Give me an well, example. There are three a... things
1: that you need to incorporate into that. Uh, okay. You want to incorporate the word you, because you are speaking directly to the conversation that a prospect is having in their own mind, and that conversation is always "What's in it for me?" So use the word you or your, or some derivation of the word you, if you can. Secondly, you want to use the word real estate, because if you don't got the word real estate, (laughs) don't know what your website's about. The third thing you want to use is some derivation of the word invest or investing or investment. So those are your three key components for the big idea for your catchphrase on the homepage. The second thing that you need to have is you need to have a call to action immediately Mm -hmm. on the homepage that says, here, give me your... Name an email address in return for something cool. And then once somebody triggers that or submits that form, you want to be triggering automated email sequence of uh, welcome emails. The third thing that is absolutely necessary is a robust educational component to your website. Because the way that typically you will be raising money, look, everybody's been through this is that you meet somebody you get an introduction it could be a family family member or it could be a friend or it could be an introduction through a, a financial advisor or attorney or accountant etc uh, and then the process of educating that investor is a long and tiresome process you have to meet them you send them information you do follow up you meet them again you make a phone call you do a zoom call whatever right it's a long drawn out uh, Inefficient process because you have to do it multiple times. And Gabe, more importantly, it's inefficient for your prospects as well. They don't want to be sitting there being pitched. Yeah, I've got some deals. Can we have lunch? I'm gonna be pitched. You know, I don't want to sit through lunch and be pitched. I might not like the guy, right? Or even if I know him already, I still don't want to. I'd rather be able to do this in my own time. Right. So it's a very inefficient way of doing it, is impersonal, but yet that was what it that was. The only option for sponsors since 1933, when the laws changed with the Securities Act and prohibited general solicitation. You've got to do it that way. However, the Jobs Act of 2012 allows for what's called general solicitation. That means that you can now basically advertise. You can solicit online, as long as you're using the right regulations. So um, your website is basically a representation of every single or preemptively uh, preemptively answering every single question that a prospect may have about you what's mm. your background what's your track record what asset class do you like why do you like that asset class what's your what's your investment thesis what's your investment philosophy educate me tell me what's the irr what's the cap rate you know you need to be educating your prospects preempting every single question that they may otherwise have Because if you don't do it on your website, what they're going to do is run searches online. Like what is the IRR or capital stack or something like that. Uh, And what's going to happen is somebody else's website is going to show up. In most cases, especially if you're on capital stack, most of the people that show up under that search term are our clients. And they're going to click on those websites. They're going to learn from those sponsors. Guess what? They'll invest with them and not with you. So it used to be that you could have a business card and and wander around with a business card, and then you needed a website, and a website was generally just a pretty picture with a contact page. Today, mandatory minimum requirements, if you want to be effective, not just in commercial real estate capital formation, but in any businesses, you need to have a solid educational lead-generating website, and that's what the book Syndicate gets into in full
0: detail nice, I like it. so many questions popped up um, in my mind you know i I raise capital myself and I'm always looking for it to improve the system. Um, one thing that I've run into is trying to understand what the investors need to know because i there's a lot of um you know when you when you have deep experience deep uh expertise in an area there's a huge gap between yourself and people who don't have that expertise um, and so I always feel like. I am, uh, I'm not giving the correct information to investors, um, because I'm speaking kind of at a, at a high level um, at, because, you know, I know investing, I know all the terms, I know everything. So I feel like I'm, I'm missing things out. I'm, I'm leaving things out. Do how granular do you generally suggest people go when it comes to education?
1: I'm going to give you a pro tip how to do that too, actually. All right. So there's a lot more to it. And yeah. uh we, you know, we run programs that show you the full detail. We've got a 20 minute podcast today, so it's very limited. But I'll give you two key pro tips. Number one, here's how you do it. Get out your latest deal memo, right? You got a deal memo that you put together to raise capital. You sent it out to investors and give that to somebody in your family, could be one of your kids if they are of you know their teenage or whatever, they can read. Uh, and, uh, you know, for halfway intelligence. In other words, they're, you know, in the teens, right? They're not like little kids. Or give it to a spouse. uh, If your spouse doesn't know anything about real estate, if you can't do either of that, give it to somebody else, your mother, who doesn't know about real estate. And give them that deal memo and this important tool, this pencil, (laughs) and say to them, please go through this and underline every Word and phrase you don't understand. Mm. And then that becomes your content list. Then what you want to do is you want to create content about every single one of those words. Dumb it down to a fifth grade level at the at the at the intro, and then dive as deep as you can. That's how you create your content. Second pro tip: while you're doing that, concentrate. Or focus in your mind's eye on your ideal investor. Literally think who is the best investor that I have? Who is the person that loves taking my calls, invests in everything, and absorbs everything I tell them and only ever gives me positive feedback? Focus all of your effort when you are writing the content according to what you're see your your uh, industry unexpert has underlined in your deal memo as you're creating that content write it specifically for that ideal investor write it to that person specifically put a picture up on your screen and write it to them educate them on those concepts that is a phenomenal foundation for creating everything that you need and don't imagine anybody knows or understands everything. We've got a client who is a $2 billion. Today, they're a $2 billion multifamily shop. They were $300 million when we started with them. And their head, uh, let's see, their acquisitions guy yeah. told me, said, yeah, we sent out, uh, I, I gave one of our deal memos to my parents, he said. And they said, the, their first question was, what's multifamily? <laughs> don't assume. That yeah, people that's that's a good point. Concepts.
0: People don't yeah. use multifamily in regular word; they say apartments. Um, they say apartments. And so we so yeah. had to
1: explain what that was. So everything warrants explanation. The nice thing, Gabe, is that while it can seem overwhelming to unwrap absolutely everything you know and put everything you know onto a website, it's not that difficult if you deal with it systematically. Do one article a week. Your articles need to be a thousand words long or more, preferably. Uh, Ideally, you would record video as well, but that's a whole different story. Uh, And if you do one a week, by the end of the year, you've got 50 articles. That's 50,000 words. That's the length of a good novel, short novel, but it's length of a novel. And now what you've got is a resource that your prospects can refer to that expresses your personal understanding of this industry. Why is that important? Don't do it on a chat GPT. You will insult your uh, prospects. They'll see through it and you will fail, period. You've got to do it yourself, right? Uh, But um, then what you can do with it uh, is you can push that content out on social media. And that's how you start to create and accelerate your or elevate your visibility online. You become yeah. recognized as an authority. Your prospects start seeing you everywhere. Prospects who have never heard of you will start seeing you. Uh, they will click, they'll navigate to your website. They will learn more from them. They'll see that you are a genuine article. They'll sign up for your email list. If provided you've got good lead generation forms on every page, that means a sign up to my newsletter kind of lead gen form. Um, and then they will become part of your ecosystem. But it's a robust, automated. And then the other thing is that once you've built it, it's there forever. Gabe, you only have to do it once. You don't have to do it again and again. I mean, you do need to continue feeding the machine. You need to have a newsletter at least once a month, ideally once a week or once every two weeks, uh, but at minimum once a month that goes out that's educational and not raising capital. That's how you continue to nurture prospects. But once you build an investor acquisition system, it just runs on autopilot. You need it. You cannot there's it's it's no longer optional. It's mandatory if you want to be anybody in commercial real estate.
0: Nice man. Well, you've already inspired me. I, I was actually I pulled up my website on the side here, and I was just kind of taking a look at it, to, comparing it to what you're saying. And I definitely could use work. Um, I don't do nearly as much education as you uh, as you say here. Um, and I mean, I looked at the clock. We're already run down the time. But I want to. One last question that I have is: you're talking about all these different topics that you're educating potential investors on. Um, where are you talking about a blog that you put it on the website, or are you does each educational topic get its own uh, page? How do you yeah, generally they're, they're structure all They are evergreen,
1: so the, uh, they're not uh, you know time sensitive. Yeah. So if you're going to write about what to do during a downturn, don't talk about this downturn. Talk about uh, you know real estate cycles and the different phases of the cycle and what to do in a downturn. That's a green. That's an evergreen article. So that's how you want to structure it. You also do, it's also desirable to have a blog that is timestamped. So you might want to talk about, you know, interest rates today uh, or what's going in the market today. But those are timestamped. Your evergreen content, which is what I was talking about before, uh, that stuff doesn't have timestamps on it, those go on pages on your website. Uh, with lead Jam forms embedded in them, and they would go under an education section. Again, it's all in syndicate, yep. uh, GowerCrowd.com. But if you uh, – yeah, uh, those, are, those are all standalone evergreen articles that – oh, and you also want links between the articles pointing to each other. That okay. way a prospects can navigate from one article to another. There's all kinds of other yeah. – Kind of cool bells and whistles that you can incorporate, but at the high yes. level, those are the those are foundational.
0: Nice, man. Well, that is great advice. Again, if you guys want to get the real nitty gritty, um, the book is called Syndicate, and uh, we will put a link in the show notes. Um, you can pick that up. It sounds like it's very worth it because raising capital is one of the most important things you can do. Um, so, if you have some kind of system that just brings the capital to you, so much better. Uh, I've tried the phone the phone version where I'm just calling people, and it's 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 a nightmare. So uh, I love everything you've shared so far. I, we have run through the time, so it's time to jump into the quick question round. Are you ready? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Gabe. Let's do it. Starts with books or any form of education. Give me two recommendations, one for real estate, one for general life wisdom.
1: Oh, gosh, yeah. I really should have uh, prepped for this. Actually, <laughs> a, I'm reading. A, I'm actually reading a book at the moment. I really like it. Uh, it's by a fellow called Ari Rastergaard called... Uh, uh, something to fail gift of failure okay yeah, it's really good actually it's an interesting thesis you know most of the things that i do fail <laughs> it, on a podcast admitting that but that's because we test things all the time we test ideas all the time yep. and nine times out of ten they just crash and burn but once out of ten, uh they are uh phenomenal successes and then we double down on those and the other one was what uh, is a non-real estate? Uh, yeah, general life wisdom. General life wisdom. Uh, gosh, yeah, I would say this. So have some fun. This is not one that you'll hear about very often. Uh, there are. I'm gonna. Get, I'm gonna suggest. I think probably uh, the Robert Collier Letter Book. I'm looking at it on the thing. It's one of the. It's a book that has uh, the 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 most spinal breaks it's like the spine is curved because i've read it so thoroughly i think it was written in 1920 nice. uh, and he actually talks about um he talks about mastering direct mail marketing oh, direct marketing. and huh. what's fascinating about it is all the concepts that were developed to sell uh, using direct mail are Absolutely, immediately, and directly relevant to digital marketing, human psychology has not changed. That uh, is and true. so, when you look at the origins of direct mail and uh, and marketing, the way that the masters of marketing did it hundred years ago, it is it is liberating to realize that what you're doing when you get into the digital world is nothing new. <laughs> what was the name of that book again? It's called the Robert collier letter book the robert yeah, was, collier i'm, sorry, I'm gonna stand up book. i hope i've got trousers on today I think. <laughs> uh here see here it's the robert okay. collier letter book and look nice. you see the spine it's all but be- you see how I've. yeah like, there's there's uh, been
0: some use on that one
1: Spine is thing yeah look and i've got notes everywhere yeah it's it's really super i've even got a little note in it i'm not sure what that is yeah scribble notes on it yeah this is really it's long i mean it's a big book but uh, it's all kinds of examples of great uh, campaigns, great direct mail campaigns that they ran in the early 1920s, and nice, you can man. replicate them online. I mean, it's there's no, nothing, nothing new.
0: Yeah, man. They, yeah, when it comes to the human brain, there hasn't been a lot of development over the past hundred years. So, you might say, that. <laughs> still exactly. works. All right, next question is for your younger self. So let's go back to the Adam who is still pulling wires. Uh, you know, way back. I think you said in the eighties. Go back to him, yes. look him in the eye, give him one piece of advice moving forward. Buy everything, never sell. Good advice. So many people say that when they come on here. Well, they they say they wish they got started sooner, but I feel like uh holding actually this is a that's a piece of advice that isn't often said is when you buy, don't sell. Um, you never know, there sell. is there's a time and place to sell, but it is so much more valuable to hold on to that real estate because oh, yeah. uh, time. I never to...
1: sell. And I would also say take more risks. Mm, Don't that's worry. good advice as well. Don't worry. Be happy. It'll be okay.
0: Take risks. Yeah. Love it. All right. Next question is, uh, we haven't really talked a lot about your investing. Um, so this one is about that. The United States, it's a big place, a lot of opportunity. Give me the single metro, the single city you're most excited about investing in today
1: uh well i would say uh that is an interesting question uh there are no single cities i hate to tell you that uh, i would refer you actually if you want to find some really good insights and i know that you are uh you guys have focused on multifamily or self storage actually
0: we do self storage in mobile home rv parks
1: Okay, so what you want to take a look at is uh, the MultiLytics analytics that uh, Origin Investments have put together. Hmm. So, if you go uh, probably on their website somewhere, but if uh, you can find them online on on LinkedIn, and what their uh, their MultiLytics uh, proprietary uh, predictive technology does is it predicts uh, rent growth uh, oh, across the country. And rent declines, and it's uh, accurate to within 5%. I mean, it's just, uh, they've nailed it with machine learning. Uh, And if you want to find where to invest and what markets to look at, you want to be looking at markets that are in the path of progress and that have uh, a good good rent growth uh, prospect. Uh, And as a resource for that, uh, go to, uh, like I say, Origin Investments. I actually interviewed uh, David Sherry yesterday uh, he told me all about it. So again, I know you've got a podcast, but he's going to be on mine next Tuesday. I know that's going to be after, before this one is, but anyway, uh, but, uh, that's a really good resource. If you want to figure out where to be looking.
0: Yeah. I, I'm just pull out the website. It looks like it's for multifamily, but, uh, if there is rent growth, that means there's growth in all the other sectors as well. Well, You would so. imagine.
1: Yeah. And I think yeah. probably self-storage also goes hand in hand with multifamily,
0: yep. uh, yep. uh, you know, in large part. Yep. That's uh that's a great resource. I haven't heard about this one before. Mm. All right. Next question. Uh let's go to I always lose my spot. I have this page on the right side, and when I switch out, I always I know, lose where it's I am. Like, exactly. I'm with you on that. <laughs> all right. This is about uh lessons learned. So not all deals uh go the way that we expect them to. So what is a deal that kind of shit hit the fan and the biggest lesson you learned from that experience? Yeah. Uh,
1: this time is different. Meaning it will the market will go down. Don't imagine that this time is different, so everything's gonna keep on going
0: uh, up. Okay. This time
1: is different because the economics are different, yep. the, the economy is different, the world is different, and there will be a downturn. Uh when I was when I was I'm spinning back to San Diego, which is when I lost everything. Uh I had invested in a lot of ground up multifamily deals and on paper it made millions of dollars i mean this was in the 80s you know when millions of dollars meant something yeah (laughs) Uh, and i was in my mid-20s and uh that i had no no concept that the thesis that the sponsor i was working with uh could fail there was just no it it did not enter my consciousness It, it wasn't everyone was talking this saying this time is different The economy is booming, population growth is increasing, we're the eighth largest city in the country, it's a diverse economy, everything they talked about. And there was no talk. Everybody persuaded themselves that this time was different. I didn't even know what that concept meant. But all I knew was that everybody was talking optimistically. And then the bottom fell out the market uh, with the savings and loan crisis. And I lost everything. Everybody I know lost everything. uh sponsors went bankrupt left and right so you have to go into your real estate investing with a long-term perspective period if you go in and hope to do to 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 roll the dice and come in and out quickly you might make that work temporarily but eventually you would be caught short and when you're caught short it's not pleasant so you want to be planning for the long term accept lower returns today and return for longer uh, uh, long-term stability.
0: Yep. Uh, you'd be glad you did. Yeah, that is uh, that is really good advice because it's very easy to get caught up in the hype that um, you know we're in a perfect economy, nothing's going to crash, but things always come down. Um, actually, I read a book recently. It was with Ray Dalio. I don't remember the name of the book, but it talks about uh, cycles, not real estate, but just general market cycles. Um, And he's talking about how, if you look at a a, a grand enough scheme, things are always pointed up, but there are vacillations up and down, up and down, up and down um, across the, across time. And so you're always going to hit a downturn and then it will come back up. Um, So you got to be ready for those downturns. Well, you got to
1: be ready. You got to be able to survive those downturns. Yeah.
0: Yep. I love it. All right. Next question is about your strengths. Uh, We are all gifted with strengths that we uniquely provide this world. So what is your Superman strength?
1: Yes, my superpower, according to my wife. And now that she mentions it, I know she's right. It's my (laughs) ability to hear no a hundred times before I hear a yes and not to be disillusioned by that. Uh, It's just a fact of life. I mean, you just and, and my willingness to fail, to test, try and fail. Uh, you know, it's okay. I don't mind making mistakes. I mean, I don't like making mistakes, but I expect to make mistakes. Uh, I expect, look, we do, uh, we spend hundreds of thousands of dollars every month on uh, Facebook advertising. And I'll tell you the, the kinds of leads that we get, uh, this for us and for our clients, the kinds of leads we get, you get at best a 2% conversion rate. That means 98 people say no. So how do you convert them? Like what's the process for doing that? You don't just walk away from that. But like you said, Gabe, I mean you said you try, you know, dialing for dollars. It's brain damage. You gotta be able to yeah. just, you know, hear that no, pound sand. Sometimes you get FU emails. It doesn't matter. Just keep moving forward. Uh, and um it doesn't take th- it doesn't take that many wins to change your life. So yep. it's worth the effort.
0: Yeah, I feel like that's the best advice I could give my younger self is just just keep going. Like you're going to get hit in the face, shit's going to hit, the, you know, hit the fan, um, but if you just keep putting the next foot in front of the other, eventually you're going to make it. So that is a good uh, a good strength to have and I can tell you're a good salesman because that's the that's the one strength you need right there is to be able to hear the nose and keep going forward. Exactly. All right. Last question is for the listeners. You've given us a lot to think about. I'm sure people want to reach out, get in contact with you, learn about your book, learn about what you guys offer. So what is the best way for people to reach out and get in contact with you?
1: Thanks, Gabe. Yeah. So really the best way is to just go to gowcrowd.com. That's my website, G-O-W-E-R, crowd, gowcrowd.com. And uh, we have a weekly newsletter. It goes out every Wednesday. It's, it's totally free. And uh, I cover the world of real estate syndication and crowdfunding is all kinds of tips and tricks and all kinds of other things in there, but it's very detailed. We have commentary as well. Uh, and uh, so just sign up for that. It's on the homepage at gowcrowd.com. And then I do have some books as well at the bottom of the page. They're only $7. And if uh, if you don't like them, I'll give you $7 back. Uh, <laughs> but the, my latest one, syndicate is a good one uh, if you're raising capital, but if you're interested in buying or investing in discounted distressed real estate. And I know you've got a a program on your website about that as well. I actually wrote a book called Reality, The Reality of Distressed Real Estate. Uh, It's based on my multi-cycle experience of having seen it. It's also only a $7 book. And that's on the homepage, shows you how to find deals and and what distressed real estate really looks like.
0: Perfect. Yeah, and that's uh, oof, that's something I'd like to. I love looking at distressed deals. It's my favorite thing. Um, I've I've had you know I've taken some hits when I when I bought distressed real estate. So it's it's uh it's a good game to be in repositioning commercial real estate. And I'm sure that's a good book that I, I would even enjoy. So
1: yeah, it's um, I tell you something. It's a very complicated field. You've got to know what you're doing. Uh, it's the deals are in distress uh, for reasons. <laughs> there are problems, and oftentimes those problems cannot be detected until you actually own it so you've got to be um careful yeah and due diligence
0: is super important with those deals Mm -hmm. all right well adam that wraps it up thank you very much for hopping on the show been a delight thank you so much for having me i really enjoyed your questions thank you absolutely For everybody who's here with us today, thank you guys for showing up. You are the reason we do this. So if you guys have any questions, reach out to me, Gabe, at the realestateinvestingclub.com. And if you guys want to support the show, again, all we ask, like, subscribe, share, all that jazz. Other than that, I hope you guys have a great week. Keep rocking real estate. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. All right. Before I officially sign off, I have a quick announcement to make.